join the panel is Marina here and Bridget. I guess okay. not. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm gonna put them on right now, and we're live right now, so we're live. So for everyone watching on YouTube, welcome to the kind of concluding panel of today's um, Starseed Summit. And we've had some great speakers, really a, a whole um, curriculum of what it is to be interplanetary, as Linda Backman said. But everyone has added a little piece here that was so different and so much a part of sort of fulfilling our understanding of the soul and welcome Michelle Anderson. Thanks for being here too. Have you, have, have you been following along today, Michelle? Unfortunately, I wasn't able oh. to. And uh, I just told Neil, I would try to get on at this time if I could. So I missed all of it. I want to go back and listen. Well, let me review what everyone said, sort of. So everyone watching Marina, I'll start at the bottom, gave a whole overview of, I would say, the, from the Anunnaki on to hybridization of human beings, soul's mission, the merging of our DNA, the activation of why star seeds are here now and what they're bringing to the planet. Bridget Holiday gave us some great tools for understanding our star seed connection and who we are as star seeds. Mark Brinkerhoff gave us uh, the sacred language of the cosmos, which was just beautiful. Kamara Jones did a whole process of the creative act and her, I would say, channeling of the divine creative self right there on camera. It was great. Linda Backman talked about her work for 40 years, regressing people to their interplanetary lives. And Melanie gave us just an aspect of this interdimensional astral projection self. And I love the fact that you said, in a way, we're always in that astral body. It's just the illusion that we're astral projecting when that's really where we already are everywhere, all the time, any any place. So, but I'm interested in the, and of course, Neil, me and uh, Sheila have been moderating, but I'm interested, is there any discussion among the panelists, among the, each other? Like, I think Marina and Linda hit some similar points. So... I'll just start with you, Marina, then. Um, you said the reason star seeds are coming here now is to kind of revitalize the spiritual consciousness of the earth. Is, can, is that sort of what you said? I'm just summing it up. Can you go to, yeah, go ahead. They are here to bring back the Christ consciousness. And so one of the very examples of that was what we know as Jesus. You know, that's what they... That's why there's many talks on Jesus being a starseed. And that's why he is the representation of that religion. Even though I don't resonate with religion, but Christ, the, the principles that he was taught, teaching, you know, to people. That's why he was called the Christ, you know, because he came here from Sirius to, you know, let's say, remind humans about what Christ consciousness is about. When when you say Chris consciousness, you, I think you mean Christ consciousness is another yes, Christ consciousness. Christ consciousness. Just so. <laughs> um, so, um, Linda, does that line up with what you're saying and your interplanetary understanding? 
Yeah, I, I, I love this, Alan, because it's like there are these pieces that just kind of come together and fit together. And when someone else, in this case, Marina, talks about things I've heard before, it's like, oh, well, there's got to be validity. Or where else would Marina get that information that I receive from clients? It's like there has to be this overlap. Um, my understanding about without talking on and on and on about this, but my understanding about the soul that became known as Jesus, um, and if you study this, you can study this on Google, that soul's name wasn't Jesus. That's a name that was given to that soul after the crucifixion. Jesus is a Greek word. That soul's name, um, when the soul was in body, as Jesus of quote unquote, Jesus of Nazareth, that soul's name was Yeshua ben Yosef, or uh, Yeshua, the son of Joseph, <clears throat> a, um, an advanced soul that came to earth to do what he could to move humanity to a place of equality, acceptance of all people. Um, and, you know, it goes on and on from that, what we think of Christ consciousness but what I found find utterly fascinating is that, okay, so what I've learned from clients is that the soul of Yeshua became a member of the earth council as an ascended master. That soul served on the earth council, that sort of coordinating group of higher selves trying to guide earth to advance. Mm. Ultimately, that soul um, you might say the souls don't remain on the earth council forever. Souls take on other responsibilities. What I've heard from clients that fit so beautifully with this whole program is that the one I call Yeshua, Yeshua took on a responsibility as uh, in the interplanetary uh, arena, the inner, the celestial realm, the greater celestial realm to um to advance souls, to create a location ultimately for incarnation of souls that might no longer incarnate on earth if in fact earth doesn't evolve. Now, well, I, don't, I don't like getting into catastrophic thinking because I don't honestly believe in catastrophic thinking. I don't know that that's going to happen, but my understanding is Yeshua has a role in the interplanetary world bringing these healthy perspectives forward. Let me ask Mark, because Mark's been sort of in contact, having you, Mark, with that level of being. Do you have anything to say about that? Uh, the hoaxes that are on this planet are amazing to us in space. The what? The hoaxes? hoaxes. Yes, the lies, okay. the um, ancient fake news and everything you want to do. Okay. I don't know where people are hearing this, and I assume because of where I come from, I'm assuming, and I'm a contactee too, and I've been mm -hmm. on ships physically many times and actually and all that stuff. These are my friends and they come to me. I am here from the realm I come from. I didn't have to have to come here. I didn't have to be born here. I came here to help my wife, her aspect. Otherwise I was on the ships and far away from here. Oversoul. The oversoul level. But it's shaking my soul because I know the truth. Mm -hmm. To hear this from channelers and Edgar Casey and all these different people out there in the past to say that Yehoshua, which means Yahweh saves, Yehoshua, is um, an earth being or a soul. 
is an insult to the infinite creator because he is the creator. He came in to take the role he did to help the children have a way to banish evil off their realms, but only if they believe. And there's so much we teach him. That's truth that comes in all the time. So he's not a teacher. He's not an ascended master. He's the creator. He's the master to all masters. He's just taking that focus so we can relate to him. But, you know, everyone has their own perspective on certain beings, right? So you have that perspective. Other people have different perspectives. You know, it's all a point of view. I don't think the people we're talking about have physically met him when he appears to talk to me or have been on the ships teleported physically to the ships to talk with him as Sananda. I am here to help the people understand and I'm shaking because of it, because the truth is the truth. And mankind on this planet has been tormenting me with this stuff, saying he's a teacher, he's a this, he masters of a blue-green ray or purple ray. He's not. He's the infinite creator, and we're to recognize that. And that's our job down here, to try to wake up to what's going on, everybody. But, but, we're but all Mark, don't you think the yeah. job of all of us is to wake people up on whatever level we can wake up on? You know, Exactly. It's like- I know so, and you can all believe what you want, everybody out there. But I'm telling you, from it. the level I come from, where I know him, he's not a teacher. He's the teacher of all teachers, the creator. So until humans on this planet figure it out, you're going to have constant negative beings coming at us all the time to harass us. His name is power. His name scares them. His name, Yehoshua, Jesus, Sananda, whatever name you want to use for him, because he's the infinite, scares these beings away. The light of the infinite scares them away. Praising the creator scares the beings away. His holy blood he shed on the cross scares the hell out of them because they know, we know, but they think people don't know. So they play and manipulate people when they don't know. But as soon as you say, you cannot bother me. I'm a child of the infinite one. The blood of Yehoshua cleansed everything. And you got no power on me. They run so fast because they realize, oh, you know that. I know, but Mark, that is your particular way. It doesn't have to be everyone's way. That's just, true, but it's been so. Since that's I was all a we're kid. saying here. No it's one taught like, me this. I, just, I know this from the other side. I, know, but, I just want to say something, Alan. That's all. I'm I just want to say speak. something, Alan. Everybody, for 30 years everybody that's speaking here, every single person thinks mm. that they have the truth. Who, who is talking? Is I don't know. Phyllis? Whoever, Phyllis. whoever, it's Phyllis. It's me. Right. Everyone thinks they have the truth. That's why well, we want to I'm trying to say, everyone. Alan, just let us finish because, yeah, you know, yeah, they, they never invite us on again. Okay. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, if we don't tell the truth, then we know who we have to face, you know, when this is all over. And I, the fact of the matter is, most people are going on secondhand information, something they read, something they heard, something the Palladians uh, found some scrolls, this, some that, and the other thing. There, no, There's no a ton of misinformation. Yeah, yeah. Including I, tons of it from from I, Edgar Casey, okay, and and, and all people. the other people out there that are claiming to be masters, okay. Yeah, uh, Mark is that. one of the most uh, m- one of the most sincere, truthful, authentic people, ETs you're ever going to meet. And when I believe says, that, but everyone here is basing uh, their, I feel their wisdom on their experience. That's basically right. their wisdom on, the on, on derivative information. No, no, on direct experience. But okay, let's move yeah. on. Can we move so on? The other thing is, guys, yeah, is follow what you feel. 
But there were exactly. folks running around on planet Earth calling themselves Yehoshua after he ascended and left. So that was one I wanted to let people know that some of these people are those people that are saying okay, they are him on the other side. Those are none of these people. Yeah. I no, think these people here on the panel are really trying to bring a truth based on their experience. Kamara, did you want to jump in there? Because you looked like you were going to say something there. Um, I was just going to say that, you know, um, I, I think it's important to understand that those who have experiences, let's talk about NDEs for a minute. You know, people who have NDEs have many different types of experiences. There are people who grow up Christian who have very transcendent metaphysical experiences. There are people who grow up Muslim who meet Jesus, who meet Yeshua, right? Mm -hmm. um, and no one's denying the power of Yeshua. Um, I grew up learning about Yeshua. Um, I, I have a very strong respect for Yeshua, but even within the various doctrines of Christianity, people have different understandings of the different aspects of Christianity in general. And so I think it's important to understand that we can't uh, push each other aside and say that we don't understand. Everyone has their own understanding. I think it's quite possible that everyone really has their own unique relationship with source, with God. Um, and when you understand that, you begin to understand how truly mag magnificent God is, a truly magnificent source is. And my, my perspective and my experience as a, as a creative professional working in a corporate capacity, in a metaphysical capacity, is that a lot of people have lost their connection with the understanding of the definition of creativity, which each creator really has their own perspective of what reality actually is. And right. so I think someone, I think it was Linda said something about God and that we have this concept of God, that God is like perfect and that God is, 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 is definitive, you know, in God's development. I'm not so sure because <laughs> of the fact that, because of the very fact that um, we as collective consciousness can add things to collective consciousness. We can continue to build this. And as humans, it is our responsibility to make earth what we want it to be. We can blame the devil. We can blame anybody else, but it doesn't have, there's no power in that. There is power in empowering yourself and doing what the heck you came here to do and to stop complaining about what everybody's doing wrong. You know, what I'm trying to do as a creator is I'm trying to tell people to embrace your creativity. Uh, it's not that hard of a thing. It's looking at what you're really good at, looking at what you have an aptitude for, this is the thing that source gave you. This is what this, this is the energy, the specific frequency that source put into you when your soul was created. And that over time has developed and has expressed itself and has expanded. And so as we continue to evolve as souls throughout lifetimes, okay, I know that's a very reductive word in this yeah. sea of beautiful, incredible, like, you know, knowledge individuals here, knowledge-based individuals here. Um, I, I think it's really important to understand that my perspective is very much my perspective and right. I have a very unique perspective and, and, but I learned so much from every one of you. And I just wanted to say, Melanie, it's really great to see you. Um, <laughs> we, we talked through email one time, really great. Bridget, you're amazing. Oh my gosh, Marina, you killed it. You know, uh, I, Neil, everybody. Awesome. I Fantastic. think you're I think everyone has their own truth. I just wanted to reference um, Marina's. I, I think, what she was saying is we're all moving towards that oneness of the Christ consciousness. This is why, you know, the earth is in the way it is because everything's coming up. It's all being exposed for what it is and everyone's exposing it in their own way. Right, Bridget? Do you, can you want to jump in there? 
and talk about your perspective and your level of truth, where you're coming from. Oh, I just see this as um, a magnificent deflation of playing within constructs that no longer serve us as individuals or the whole, which means source, right? So yeah, I feel like this is a magnificent time period to be human. Mm. I do. Great. And I want to welcome Kiara Winrider here. Kiara, you jumped into the conversation here. Did you have something to say about that? Um, or we'll come back. Uh, well, we'll come back mm -hmm. if you want. Um, Michelle, thank you for joining in. And um, where do you weigh in on truth and personal truth versus objective cosmic truth? And how do we know what the truth is? Well, I, I just want to say thank you to everyone here for your beautiful perspectives and the way that you're sharing. And it feels to me like, you know, we're, we're embodying the microcosm of the macrocosm of what's happening right now. So there, there, there are a, lift, a lot of different opinions and a lot of different truths. And one of the things that we know for sure is nobody can take away our connection with source. Nobody can take that away. And mm -hmm. a lot of people will, will refer to source, the universe, God, However, however they view that energy that they're feeling and who, who knows, um, you know, we all have a different pers perspective of what that source energy is, but there's no denying. And, and what came through for me when I caught the tail end, when I got to hear what Marina said and what, what Linda said, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense to me from my experience, um, you know, growing up uh, an adopted little Jewish girl with roots to the Holocaust and having Jesus come visit me when I was young and me, you know, at least that was the name I knew him by then. And my mom not wanting me to know him, you know, and I'm like, but I want to, I want to understand this man, you know, and who, who is he? And what I felt more than anything, rather than going into my brain and intellectualizing it is what I felt in my heart. And nobody can take that feeling away right now. I have it, you know, just all lit up with that, the beauty of that essence. And we're being tasked right now at this time on earth, like, like was, was it you, Bridget, that said, there's no better time to be a human on earth right now. And Many people might not understand that as we're going through and riding the waves of what we're feeling and seeing, but it definitely feels like a truth to me that we signed up and we, we said, please send me, please, I want to go. I want to be there and usher in this new age, this bringing beauty back to earth and knowing that we all lined up to come from wherever, whatever star system we came from to be here at this particular time and whatever experiences we all went through as children in these human suits, you know, a lot of people call it a meat suit, but these human bodies yeah that we inhabit and, and to come to this beautiful jewel of a planet mm -hmm. that most of us have such a deep connection with that 
we're uplifting others just by being here and just by being able to, to feel that connection to whatever we call source essence. And I appreciate what you say, Mark. I really appreciate um, you sharing that with us because it gives me something else to ponder and to feel into. And I, I'm just happy that we can have the conversation and dialogue in a, in a conscious way with, with everybody here, whether we agree or don't agree. Right. That is putting something into motion for the rest of the world right now. And I think more than anything, that's the vital connection that we we all um, would be well served to demonstrate right now so that we model the energy that we know that we can birth upon the earth. Each one of us, every human being right now mm-hmm. is tasked with that responsibility, I think, to be able to share our truth with yeah, confidence and compassion and respect for another person's opinion. We're here to share our passionate truth. Mel- Melanie, are you okay? Can you hang out for a while? Can you have something to say? And go ahead, jump yes. in. Yes, thank you. I can hang out for a little bit. Um, I know you have. Firstly, to- think. No, no, no. That's okay. It's uh, it's Sunday morning here, so that's fine. Um, thank you to each and every one of you. I haven't actually had a chance because your presentations were through my evening time, my sleep time. So I'm looking forward to watching them back. But I just wish to share the something that we all know to be true, but that all truths are true. And that's what matters most to me. I don't, I'm, I'm not a stickler, a stickler for, for detail. Um, but what I do know that's important to me is just honouring each and everybody's personal truth and their perspective. Um, and also recognizing what am I feeling within myself? What Mark has said, how do I actually feel about that? What do I believe to be true? Is there some type of emotional charge behind anything that he said? For me in this now, no, there's not. But I trust that the conversation that he has had with us is relevant for some of us, for somebody that's actually watching, for them to understand more of their own self, for them to align with their own personal compass of what is the essence of the truth of the essence of my own being. So it's always an, an opportunity and invitation to know more of ourselves. And through that process is where we will dis- discover the truth of how we really see these other beings. I've had many encounters with Yeshua and I didn't know much. Of, I came from an atheist family um, and didn't know much about him, but at the same time, being more of an experiencer and that's not necessarily a label I didn't also care to need to know a lot of information about him what I knew was I was having this exchange what it felt like what he was there to actually share with me he still comes in at very unexpected times and when he does um, I appreciate the level of communication there and I try and I do my best to stay present in what's actually unfolding and taking place rather than the details of it which we can get lost in they can be complicated and I like to keep it simple, which enables us to cut through to what the essence of the truth is for each of us, remembering all truths for true. Right. Beautiful, beautiful. I could jump in right here. Really yeah, quick. go ahead. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of truth, I want to talk about truth too. Because there is, like, I believe there is a cosmic truth, right? And then I believe that we are all here to experience and part of our experience is to have all of our own truths. So actually 
like if I have if I change my my rapper name, it would probably be Paradox because that's what, like <laughs> I literally believe like paradoxical. And um, so there is a cosmic truth, but then there's also these other truths, and both of them are valid, but both of them are paradoxical to each other. And for example, when it comes to Jesus, it was a fact that. Constantine had the Council of Nicaea and added so much information there. And the truth is not the truth. You know what I mean? And it's people's truth, but it's not the truth at the same exact time. So what is reality and what is true? We So when he gets to the free world reality you um, of this third dimension, you have all these truths and then this if misinformation, disinformation. And then I feel as you, you know, you climb up the dimensional ladder, so to speak, you start understanding, pulling back those layers. And just like uh, many channelers have kind of alluded to, that the way to see it is when you're in like, for example, the third dimension, think of you being in this um, in this valley, right? And there's two huge mountains on either side and you're in the valley and you're in the third dimension. And the the reason why it's not higher, you know, we see all this hierarchy when it comes to being in this reality, but it's really a perspective shift. So when you're say in the fifth or sixth dimension, instead of being in that valley and just seeing those two huge mountains, you're actually on top of the valley looking down and being able to see you know, beyond the other side and all of this. So it's the truth changes as your consciousness shifts as well. So um, I believe it's both, you know, and part of the reason why it's both is because the original intention of creation, which was to experience. And the only way we can have um, all this experience is if we allow free will to give us multiple forms of the truth. Mm. Uh, but I do kind of resonate with the fact that there is like, a truth to creator and creation, like how it just manifested, like what was the beginning because there really was no beginning, you know? And what is the fractalization? One of my questions that I've had often is, if we're so fractalized from the original source, um, maybe there is some sort of ET um, e consciousness that is kind of the um, the overseer of multiple galaxies or or whatever um, universes even, and that we communicate with that one. But however, since we're in this reality, we completely feel and know that that is creation and source. But what if that is just a fractalization from the original source as well? So you know, you know there's no answer here. Just kind of my thoughts, really. Well, no, I I think you're onto something because. Maybe on this, I mean, I think the reason we have panels and discussions and on YouTube or Clubhouse is because we're seeking the higher truths. We're here to learn from each other and unfold. What is this all about? What can I learn from each of you? And so truth is evolutionary. And, you know, like Marina says, we're moving towards this Christ consciousness. And maybe there were beings that had embodied that and we can give them a name, but that's our path to awakening the divine human. That's my feeling. Uh, Kiara. Can I, oh yeah, go ahead. Can yeah, I just jump, jump in? Oh, there's yes, so many please. things being said that feels oh, yes. so, so valuable. Um, <laughs> just a few comments. Um, yes, one thing I often say is this cerebral cortex that we have is what processes this information. And really, I think, this is all we have to try to understand something that is so complex mm -hmm. that we just barely get it. And I'm yes. not saying we don't get it to some degree, but that really in, that this is all, all we have. What happened for me, just very quickly to pick up on what you mm -hmm. said, Michelle, um, years ago when I started regression. So I'm this, Alan knows this about me, 
I was raised very strongly in a Jewish family. And oh my goodness, getting to know Jesus, you know, it's like, oh, that's not okay for this Jewish girl who was born and raised in Colorado. But I started guiding regression and I had client after client where I call that soul Yeshua, Yeshua, who I do believe, uh, to, to tie it back, Mark, to your, your understanding, is Yeshua is tied to an uh, is tied to a higher is a higher source, higher being. But Yeshua kept showing up for clients as a guide. And I had to finally stop kind of pushing back inside myself. I never said anything to the client. Oh my gosh, you know, I here's how I was taught as a Jew. Well, then so I began to, began to accept that more and more. Then I realized, or I came to understand, I have a past life during the time of the soul of Yeshua. I have a past life in the time that that soul was in body as Jesus of Nazareth, or what came to be called Jesus of Nazareth. So it, it's kind of what you said, Alan, is that we're learning, we're growing, we're learning, we're growing, we're expanding. And that's what we're supposed to do. I think that's all we can do, right? So, but um, <clears throat> Sheila or Kiara, do you want to, we haven't heard from you. Do you have a, uh, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. Uh, fascinating discussion. And I feel like there's such a, what we're learning really is a distinction between our own inner truth and belief systems. And any belief system, I feel, is limiting just because that's what it becomes. Yeah. And the mist, you know, in every esoteric tradition or mystical tradition, they always talk about the great mystery. And also when you're talking about extraterrestrial civilizations, um, there's a recognition of a great mystery that pervades and in, embodies everything. Every single being, every single idea, Every single possibility is part of this great mystery. And growing up in India, this has been something that I've been really comfortable with. Um, you know, whatever that great mystery is about, whatever name or label we can give it, it's, uh, it takes courage to actually enter into that mystery, to dive in so deeply that you go beyond the levels of the rational mind and enter the space of the heart. And in that space of the heart, like Rumi says, you know, that's everything else dissolves. Everything else dissolves, even the ideas, the beliefs. Out beyond ideas of right and wrong, there's a field. That is who you are, and that's where I meet you. Mm, beautiful. And I've been doing my own exploration of the same thing uh, based on traditions and perspectives available here in India. And, you know, even looking at the, nat the historical aspects of this, there's quite a bit of evidence about this being that some call Yeshua, some call Isa, some call Jesus, some call Yesu. Um, having spent quite a bit of time in India, in Tibet, in Nepal, Sri Lanka, especially in Kashmir and Ladakh. And it's a very different story. And actually, I'm writing a book about this. But what it comes down to is, the, for me, the idea of the avatar. Um, 
what is an avatar? And I think if you're trying to define an avatar in human terms, you'll be found short. Mm, um, right. If we, if we endeavor to become the avatar, then we enter that space of the mystery. That's when we discover that we are transcending ideas and borders and beliefs and actually entering into that field directly. Mm. Now, one thing that Rumi also says, uh, first you, you are the drop. You're seeking to enter the ocean. Then you dissolve into the ocean and you become one with all there is. But that's not enough. Then you become the ocean entering into the drop. Mm. And this is a space where I think we're being called now. You know, so whatever our beliefs, whatever our ideas may be, if we stretch our minds out as far as we can, out into the cosmos, we enter into the mind of every single species, every single race out there. We call them extraterrestrial. What do they call us? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, we're one family. We're one cosmic family. And as long as we're seeing something as outside of us, we're seeing ourselves as separate. Yeah. And to me, what an avatar is, is someone who experiences something else outside as inside. Mm. And therefore, I am. I can say I am, just as Jesus or anyone else did. So I am that. I am all of that. And that doesn't make me special. That doesn't make me um, more evolved. It just makes me someone who remembers. Mm. And we're all remembering in our own way. And I think that's what's so precious about this time. What makes us special as humans is that we're remembering in a way that has taken us through so much contrast. If the contrast between dark and light is so great on this planet, that when we remember, it's, you know, it's a state of ecstasy. I mean, this is what the mystics talk about. Um, it's like all this time we've been suffering under the illusion of separation, which creates all these fears and all these beliefs and all these ideas and all these you know, needs to do something, be something else. And then once you remember who we are, it's so simple, it's so natural. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for that. Should Bringing it all together <laughs> to the, <laughs> the mystery. Um, uh, what, so, Nadi, did you want to say something? Or are you just... Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I was, that was wonderful, Kiara. I would uh, echo all of that. It's so lovely to see all of you. Um, mm. I just wanted to bring in the fact that, uh, in fact, my perspective, <laughs> that uh, Jesus was an Arcturian, right? So, you know, mm. I believe that it goes way back and that we as humans need to, we need to call a, 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 you know, a higher dimensional being. We need to label it. We need to put it in a box and understand it. So we called it Jesus or we call it archangels, but really um, that's what the light of, a, of an interdimensional being would look like. And we would, you know, the, the Arcturians, the name is Sanat Kumara. And so, you know, and millions of years old, this being. So that's, that's what floats my boat is the, the Arcturian perspective that it's, you know, they're millennia ancient beings that have come to help us out. Well, Arcturians see things from their Arcturian perspective. <laughs> that's what that's like. <laughs> but I want to just uh, go back to uh, Marina because I think the whole reason you brought this up is because from your perspective, 
we're evolving towards that Christ conscious as and more star seeds are coming because we're bringing in this level. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yes. And before that, let me just um, let me just give a comment on that, on the idea of truth. I just believe that when we were created, the fact that we were created with the freedom to find our own creative individual way to reach to that thing we call God, that source energy, was an act of love itself because it validates our individuality as unique beings, you know? Mm, I and love that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the act of free will and making a choice in our own perspective is the act of love for exactly. our own fine development. Love is about freedom. Thank you. I'm going to use yes. that in my And Christ, life. it's really like a really universal symbol. In our history, in our planet, we have thousands of you know beliefs about that narrative, about how we actually manifested it in our collective so that it will have like, you know, uh, let's say like a representation of it, you know, with a story, with a structure, with symbols, with, you know, um, with histories. But it's a symbol that is universal. It just represents that idea of unity consciousness, of unconditional love, you know. Right. Thank life. you. And to bring in the starseed element, how do you bring in what's happening now on planet Earth to this mm, moment of transformation? Yeah. Well, we're the starseed, um, the starseed souls um, have observed that because the Earth is entering into this, uh, let's say, phase of transformation, intense transformation. There are many probable, like um, parallel um, timelines being projected, you know, from it. So, you know, it affects the whole cosmos, the galaxies and the star systems that are part of that, um, our human history lineage. So what happens here right now, it influences the whole universe, you know, Mm. So the whole galaxy. So when we elevate the frequency of the planet, we also elevate the frequency of the galaxy and all the universe. Right. I think you and Linda, Marina and Linda, have this idea that this is an experiment, Earth, right? And we're all here now because there's this is maybe it's kind of uh, egos or ethnocentric or whatever, but this has never been done before. Having all these races of beings kind of here to move to the next level of the unknown. It's a, it's a great experiment. And will, will it happen? Which timeline will we choose? Door number one, two, or three? So it's very exciting that we're all here and we're all working at it in our own way to really give love. I think it's really is about love, Kiara. Uh, um, Melanie, did you have something? You looked like you were going to say something about that yeah yeah I did I wanted to add to a few things that were said and in particular what Neil said with relation to the paradox and I personally have um, two children and my son is 21 years old and I reference him because it's very notable for me when I'm spending time with that generation that they don't need to and I don't mean to generalize, but they don't need to subcategorize or categorize any of this. They don't actually, I'll speak about, I'll speak with reference to my son particularly, but he doesn't see there being, he knows that there are extraterrestrial beings, 
Um, he doesn't care or even believe that they'll come here. And with regards to the different races, he doesn't see that as being his truth at all. And which is really interesting because I'm a hybridized human and he's very hybridized as well. And he's got these very ancient army genes within him that are so apparent. He's the most intuitive person that I've ever been in contact with. Yet they come through in this generation of being streamlined and integrated beings that are directly connected with source. They don't need to subcategorize with this race and this being and they're coming here and they're doing this. They are this direct line that... Um, and the reason for that, that they've come through in this way to represent source energy in this way is because humans have had a history, even though everything is in the now, of giving their power away, a traumatic history of giving their power away to these different races and beings. So it is interesting for me living in that paradox with him, knowing that his truth is true and also mine, but I've always seen him as being a very integrated being right from when he was young I could have a, a, a complaining driving when he was young that I had a, a sore shoulder and he would just look at me and say but what for and I'd explain to him oh well that's probably related to this that I've been holding on to and he says but why do you hold on to stuff he's always been at that that capacity and how his viewpoint has been and I love living in that paradox with him where for me the subcategories are relevant and for many of us here but I've noticed within that generation they're not. It's just, it doesn't matter about all the different categories and who the races are and if they're coming here or not, because we're not giving our power away to any other being. In fact, it's really a representation of being a sovereign being. Um, so I really love that about them. And I enjoy living in that paradox. And my daughter, who's 19, she's, she's the neutralizing energy between both. So the three of us are in this in this trinity that I really love, but I've noticed that to be really relevant within that generation. And I also like to reference what they utilize within the medicine wheel when you would actually think about if each one of us was present or if there was four people present sitting on top of the mountain at night and we were stuck up there, one person may feel extremely scared and terrified. Another person may just not care at all. Another person may be really excited about being there and being up at the, and being in connection with so close to the stars and another person may have a completely different perspective. The mountain is still the same. The mountain hasn't shifted or moved, but each one of us are having our own perspective and our own opinion. Again, right. it's always with regards to what's relevant. So I just um, wanted to add that into the mix of this no. beautiful suit that we're all tasting. No, thank you. Thank you. So Mark, how do we move forward from all these different perspectives and truths from your particular perspective? I mean, it, and, and knowing that we're all really here together in this group, at least on the path of love, the path of uh, connecting to something beyond the mundane human and wanting a transformation for the planet. And I appreciate your passion too, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. I, uh, you know me, Alan, for many years. I do. I don't, uh, I don't do this, but urgent times require this I, energy now. Mm -hmm. This planet is going through some stuff that's going to happen. And uh, you, many people touch on it now, but I was touching on it like a long time ago and nobody wanted to hear it. Um, the earth, and that's one of the reasons I came. I told my parents about this when I was five years old. I say, you know, this galaxy and solar system, mostly the solar system is going through change, going to be uh, tough times. 
when I had the death experience, where I drowned, uh, I was fortunate, somebody drowned me actually. Uh, when I went out and I was looking back and I saw the tunnel, you know, the light you got to go through. But my angel was there and I said, you know, if I go through that love, you never come back. Uh, I can't come back. There won't be enough time for me to come back again and get another body, which you got to take a reject body, discard bodies was what a walking gets. And so I said, I, I won't be able to do it. So I had to go back in the body. I went back in and came back to life, let's say, you know, water and everything. And I was a lifeguard too later on. <laughs> so, but the thing that that happened to me when I was about seven. So I'm, I knew what was going on. So I said, there will be time because the solar system, our planet, as so our, our sun actually, because I told my parents, even as a kid, I said, the sun is going through things and that's what's going to happen. So it's not polar this or hothouse that or greenhouse this from the 70s. It's the planet is going through changes that normally goes through in cycles for thousands and millions of years. And these plant systems in this physical dense reality we're in now, uh, in this galaxy, universe, et cetera, physical levels we're in, goes through cycles and changes. It's like a perpetual motion machine. They're set up to die. They're set up to go. You're set up to come back or whatever's going to happen. So the cycle is moving through from the center of our galaxy. It's come through. And the uh, astrophysicists are seeing it happen to the stars. They're seeing chemicals appear in the stars. They're seeing micronovas, et cetera. And it's making its way here in the wave that's coming. What they've just recently discovered last month or two, a couple of months maybe, was the chemical changes in our sun that are now matching the suns that micronova never happened before. This is how urgent we are needed as light people and everything that's coming in. Yes, and, and uh, I told my father actually in 1970 that, um, you know, in the 70s, we had some pretty na nasty people coming in reincarnating in the 60s and 70s, I said, there's some bad people that came in because they're trying to get rid of their karma as fast as they can. But then meanwhile, we have extraterrestrials coming in and other people coming in to take over other, you know, just come in as um, to reincarnate in the late 70s, early 80s, et cetera, and keeps going. So now that's why today you get a lot of um, people awakening to these new ideas and like Melanie's daughter and everybody and, and Marina, you're all talking the same thing. Right. Thank the only you. thing I'm trying to tell everybody <laughs> Members, John the Baptist, prepare you the way. That's what I'm feeling to call because I kept hearing that being said to me for men, a couple of years in a row, prepare the way. And I have been talking UFOs, uh, all that stuff. But remember, Alan, a couple of years back, I changed the tune a little bit. I, I amped it up to this because I never came out with this stuff. I knew this stuff, but I'm not going to say it. But now I've been told by the other side there when I'm out there, Time to spread it out. Just get it out there. Get it. Get the feelers going so that people can tune into that themselves. Yehoshua, Sananda, however we want to call him, the creator being he is, who he is, the creator, um, will never impose himself on anybody. So people can have an out-of-body. You can have a past life memory, anything you want. Uh, uh, or he's appeared to a person uh, in a dream state. As the teacher, let's say, he might come in as the teacher. He's not going to tell you who he is. He's not to do that. He doesn't do that. You have to figure it out. You have to put it together. You go, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. No, whatever. I've had people say that. He's a great guy. Okay. I mean, you didn't talk to him. You didn't really tune into him. But all I ask people to do, and yeah. Sheila, you know me, <laughs> ask him. Ask him for the truth. Ask him. when you, If you see him out of body, ask him. If you see him out of body and you're not falling on your knee as a soul who understands who he is, you're not aware of it. And he's okay with that. He's not going to say, you know, I'm that guy, you know, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm that guy. 
He right. says it to people who had near-death experiences. He said it to a lady in India in the 1970s when I read her story. She passed away. She was Hindu. All her family was with her. She gets to the other side. She's in the dark waiting zone, the great, the great purple mist, which I go rescue people from. And she's calling out. No one's coming. She's calling out. No one's coming. She finally goes, you know, if there's a God out there, help me. I'm lost in this. You know, I, I'm here. And she sees a light coming at her from the distance. And it's a silhouette. So it gets closer to her. The light is, is Yehoshua or Sananda or Jesus, whatever. And she says, you, you're that Christian guy. What are you doing here? He says, well, all the others are false gods. I'm the only one. Tell your friends. He sends her back. She's healed. She's like 90 years old, gets up out of the bed. The sheet's falling off her and all her family's passed out almost. Man is back, you know, and she says, then, 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 that, that, all the statues she had, get rid of them. Nobody met me. Only one met me, the one we didn't even know about, that other guy, you know. So this is what he doesn't do that, but he will rescue in cases like that to make a point. Like many people have had these experiences. So they set it up before they came to have an experience, to have an encounter, whatever it is, so that they'd spread some truth out there again. So I'm just saying, if you see him, ask him. Just talk to right. him, ask him. <laughs> but I'm trying, my, my thing is, again, the earth is changing. We have lightning going up from the ground instead of coming down from the sky. We have reverse tornadoes from the sky, funnels big up the sky and coming down to the ground. This means magnetic sphere changes. This means the plant's going through some severe stuff. This doesn't happen normally. This happens when we have an event coming. And, uh, and it might be an extinction level event, or it might just be mild enough that the people on one side of the planet gets happening like the movie Knowing. That was a micronova. So we got to, you see how they're telling people, but they won't tell us exactly, but they want to give you a heads up. Things are going to happen. Well, That's it is happening. happening. Something yeah. is happening. It was just an M-class flare from right. the sun <laughs> a couple of days ago. Naughty. Yeah. Not that's funny, but it. yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah. happening. All the planets on our system, mm. their uh, magnetosphere poles and everything are messing around. We got stuff going on and uh, they're changing. It's, and the frequencies are changing, and that's it's what's a happening. sign that frequencies are changing. I'm yes. going to do a talk tomorrow a little bit on the amplification that solar radiation does to our DNA to activate the star knowledge. So exactly, it also I, creates the the new species coming in, right? And the other that, species that leave. Because that's how that things right. evolve through solar exactly. radiation. Exactly. But, <laughs> but Nadi's been tracking the solar flares for a couple of lifetimes, right, Nadi? What, what, oh, we're what always you, on that stuff. Yeah. What do you say about the M-class flare that just happened? Well, I don't have a, <clears throat> a generic statement, but I have been um, riding the high of my life. I feel completely activated. I, I like amazing things have been happening to me these last couple of days. And I feel like that's my whole message with solar flare, solar activation, the photonic belt. It's like for those of us tuning in to these levels and these dimensional realities, it can be the exact activation, you know, to really tap us into our multidimensionality. And so I'm strangely excited for these things. And I feel like these last couple of days are kind of proof to me that um, it, it really is one of the more potent activations to work with the energy of the sun. You know, it's, it's just that's I don't know if I'm answering your question, Alan, but I'm. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's good. Wait, Sheila, did you have something to say? Um, I was just going to say with all of these various perspectives that we've had today and all the information that's been shared, there seems to be this unifying truth that star seeds are here 
to help activate and raise the frequency of the planet. So whether we come from a particular dimension, whether we come from a particular timeline, whether we're a walk-in, a palladium, whatever it is, we're all here to share, to open up. And someone may hear Bridget and all of a sudden the light bulb goes on, or they may hear Marina, or they may hear uh, Dr. Backman. And so what happens is we have been given this message that will help to open and awaken so many people out there because of the various perspectives that we have presented during this conference. And if you will notice, as everyone was speaking, there's activations taking place. We could feel that within our bodies. You know, no matter who it was that was speaking, there's something going on from the tingling, from the heat, from the pulsating, like when Kamora was presenting that beautiful art. I thought my third eye was going to explode, Kamara. It was, it was amazing. And we don't know how many people when they're watching this from the replay are going to get excited and they're going to say, oh my God, that's me. I never thought of it that way. And so I am so grateful for all the perspectives that have come together today for all of the information, because I think that we can retell the same story a hundred thousand times and tell it a different way. So thank you all so much. Right. Thank you, Sheila. Alan, I just want to say, um, we had somebody in the chat on YouTube say, um, Yeshua is an ascended master. We had someone in the room say Yeshua was a Lyran. Then we had Nadi say Yeshua was Arcturian. Just to kind of drill home <laughs> how many perspectives there are, you know? And that's that's the cool thing with it. And this is what I love with Portal to Ascension. What we do is we, we really do have discussions and debates and people actually disagree with each other, believe it or not, at times, right? Okay. Yeah, Everyone not. has their own perspective and truth. That's it. And then, you know, awakening process. I mean, Bridget, you've been helping people for a long time on Clubhouse Awaken. What's the process that you think? I mean, Mark has his way. And but where do you where is your what do you believe? How do you pull people towards the future? So me personally? Yeah. I what, what do you what is your future? Yeah, your perspective. Oh, I, speak, I speak yeah. my perspective. Yeah. And um, within my codes and frequencies, there are activations, just like everyone, right? And I find that the more activated, activated I am, the more others are activated by that. So it's like a magnetization. I also have agreements with the soul teams and the high selves that I will be a conduit for specific frequencies. This is something that I actively chose. Um, and I have um, some technology that I received from um, the architects of creation that assists with this as well. And it's all because I'm here to assist as many people as possible to bring that light of their soul into their human experience, to bring that awareness, that awakening, that consciousness expansion. Um, and I don't perceive that there is a wrong or right way to do this. The way I, the way I personally um, move through this world with consciousness um, and the human experience is that everyone is where they're supposed to be when they're there. 
and that each person is the way they awaken, the way they expand their consciousness and their journey is going to be as unique as all of us, right? So I just honor them where they are and I do what I can to assist when requested, but I don't um, force things on people. I don't do that very often. I mean, I'm, I'm a human, so there might be moments that I do, but I actively try not to. Let's just say that. Um, and it's an inner journey. So the more people that understand that this inner world is reflected in our external reality, I believe the faster we will have momentum within the human experience. Because we, when we can stand in our sovereignty, that's when we are actively creating our reality, right? So that's how I, this, this I moment, just encourage that. This is a process of our developing our own inner reality. That's, I think, really I believe key. that our inner, our inner world is directly reflected in our external reality. And wow. this, you can see this, you know, we're the micro and the collective is the macro. So you can see whatever we're holding within ourselves is reflected in the collective. Right. So if we are holding aspects of, say, let's just use a big one, war. Right. If we're holding any cords, columns, threads, filaments of war within our own aspects, um, then we are adding to and in, in, we're inflating it. Right. We're we're allowing its continuation within our existence. But if we are actively seeking those aspects within ourselves and rewriting them and reimagining them without judgment through love and supporting ourselves and putting our time, attention, energy, and focus in things that not only support us as individuals, but everyone and everything in existence, then we're deflating. Um, we're actively deflating the aspects of the human experience, the constructs we've been playing in that are no longer serving us. Mm -hmm. For me, the ascension is moving out of constructs that no longer serve us and into more of our unity, consciousness, soul, experience more right. of our fifth dimensional experience we hold all the dimensions within us but right. we're moving into a more unity consciousness experience within the human experience right what do the architects of creation say if you um is that what you called them um the architects of creation are are interesting so they assist with certain things with me my relationship with them is rather new um it just began this last year um, I was given a soul technology from them, which is quite beautiful. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I have and how to use it. But let's, um, let's do a ascension show about that. <laughs> oh, they're amazing. Um, I can always sense her now. There, there are four aspects of them, right? That are one, they're in oneness, but two divine masculine, two divine feminine. Um, and it's interesting because they are in oneness, but the way they presented to me was with oneness and as their own persona so that I could understand it's way beyond our pay grade. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I feel like I'm Thanks. just barely scratching the surface of oh, who they are. Uh, Alan, Alan. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe hand it over to Sheila. She had a specific question on Starseeds. Oh, yeah. Wanted. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Yes. Thanks, Sheila. I, I wrote it down. Hold on just a minute. Okay, so um, the question that I have is, we've heard all of these different perspectives today and all of the star seeds are you know, flooding to the planet to help us to raise our frequencies. We hear that things are progressing quickly on the planet. 
What do you think that the role of star seeds are in this progression? Well, I was going to go to Kamara because she hasn't said that much. You have uh, any ideas? I have. I have quite a few things to say. Good. Um, everything <laughs> all good though. All good. All good. I just wanted to say this, and this actually is my answer for the question. Sheila has a really great understanding of the soul and the schematic of the soul, right? Dr. Bachman has a very academic understanding of star seeds and human bound souls. And she broke it down really well it, to the point of saying, well, you know, some star seeds um, or, or um, IT souls, is that what you called it? Um, you know, uh, are basically their higher, their higher self is their guide. Um, that's very powerful. Um, Kiara talked to us about mystery and about beliefs and this idea, because I actually, my um, team actually spoke into my mind about mystery in between my talk and this panel, this idea of mystery. Um, when I was very young, you know, I, I was learning a lot about Yeshua, but when I was very young, there were things I didn't understand. And, and the thing about this is that like, think about the pyramids, people are like, there's no way humans could have built the pyramids, but humans built the pyramids. Now, how they went about building the pyramids is a mystery. And within that mystery is knowledge. And so if you can uncover the mystery, you can uncover knowledge and you can uncover wisdom and you can probably uncover a lot more. Uh, the thing with Marina and Neil is that Marina and Neil have this understanding of history that is profound and that our, our truth is linked to history. And you don't know who you are unless you understand history in correspondence with your journey and your experiences. And so I love the link that they provide. The thing about Melanie is that Melanie's talking about her experiences and, and her experiences are so profound and so amazing. And what she's saying to us is that we cannot allow people to talk us out of our experiences. Our experiences are sacred to us individually and collectively. But just because someone doesn't believe your experience doesn't mean you didn't have your experience. The thing with Bridget is that she connects everyone. She brings family together. She brings the different, she brings the different energies of the collective soul family together. The cool thing about Mark is that Mark is like John the Baptist. <laughs> and a lot of people don't understand that. When I was very young, I was deep into study about Yeshua and albeit through a very rigid belief structure. And as Kiara said, belief can be very limiting and it can be very blinding because it is very limited. It's like putting on blinders and that, that comparison is actually made in, in scripture many, many times. And so the thing that I appreciate about you, Mark, is that the way you talk about Yeshua is exactly how I think Yeshua would be talking about, you know, his, his belief structure in that, you know, humans need to be able to apply the love of, of, of Yeshua to our reality frame to humanity. But the problem is that we've created systems that don't, that aren't sustainable. And so if this version of, I'm, an, I'm a Scorpio, it's Scorpio season, okay? If this version of earth doesn't make it, there are other ways, okay? And, and some of us have to be willing to accept that, but humans have to be able to apply, you know, the love of Christ to each other. And the problem is that we've built societies not on the love of Christ. And what you're trying to say is you're trying to say, we really need to get Yeshua. We really need to get Yeshua consciousness into us. And some of us, as you said, with the different individuals who have been incarnating for the past, you know, quite some time, it's hard to do. That being said, I will say that, you know, 
we all have to bring forth our truth. Uh, I also, like Neil, do believe that there is a very definitive truth when it comes to how we were created. I do. I personally just believe that. But as a creator myself, and all of us are creators, but as like a professional creator, it's important to, you know, maybe y'all might want to take a piece of paper and draw something or, or, or play some music and see what it feels to create something. You might find that as the creator, little G, that you are, little G for God, right? Um, that you have a very unique idea of what it means to create something. It may give you a very different perspective of what God might be. God indeed is not a human, but we are also not just humans. We are souls having human experiences. And so we have a lot in common with God. And so please take some time and create something and see how that feels. And you might find as a creator that you have a very interesting understanding about your creations and that your creations themselves will take on their own lives and they will develop their own ideas. Your creation will go out and make its own way. And you really can't really say much about that. You can facilitate it, but you know you can't say anything about what your creations do or do not want to do. That's so you're all, saying that in relationship to whatever has created us, well, like we have our own sort when of- you create, When you create a piece of art right. and a person looks at it, it has its own life. And over time, say you become a famous artist, say it's like, you know, let's talk about Leonardo, let's talk about, uh, you know, Waterhouse or any of the great painters, you know. Um, over time, each painting has its own evolution and how people perceive it throughout time and space is just very different from what the creator had in mind. Right. And, and I think it's important to understand from a philosophical standpoint, I mean, everybody should study philosophy, like from a philosophical standpoint, it's really important to understand that you can't put a cap on how things need to be perceived. It is not your job to do so, nor do you have any power to do so. Um, when I die, when I leave my body, uh, as Mark said, Mark said it really well in his talk, I have to be able to let go of Kimura. I have to be able to let go of my, I love doing my art. I love my art so much. Oh my gosh. But I have to be able to let go of all of that. I have to be able to let go of my wife, who is the dearest person to me ever. I have to be able to let go of her. I have to let go of my family. I have to let go of my art, which I absolutely love. I have to let go of everything so that I can move on into my next experience. And so my thing is, is that your life, a painting, a creation, a created thing, a creative being has its own perspective relative to the individual who is perceiving it. Wow. That... <laughs> Thank you. That was really good. <laughs> Very intelligent. That is brought us back home. I love you. I love you, Mark. I love you, Mark. You're you're like really amazing. Like seriously, I, I have so much respect for you. Seriously. Oh, really Thank you, my my sister. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. M M Michelle, you're you're a being of love. You have anything you want to? I, I'm I'm so uplifted and inspired by this entire group and the way that every single one of us here is weaving our energies. I can I can feel it so tangibly. And Bridget, I hadn't heard you speak until just a few minutes ago. And whew, I recognize you as an intergalactic peace ambassador and that you you know, I think everybody here really gets our individual missions and our collective missions. And I, I just loved, love, 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 Marina, what you said about love is freedom. 
And I think we can all agree that this is the time for all of us to stay in love and liberate ourselves and this planet and this reality that we've found ourselves in, in this now time. But each one of you shared so incredibly inspiring and heartfelt. And, you know, Laura Eisenhower posted something on Telegram the other day, and it really struck a chord with me. And Neil, I think we spoke about it at the beginning of the week about how the veils are so thin right now. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening, I guess, behind the scenes or whatever. But when this small group of, of us starseeds come together and merge our energies, I can feel the uplifting of, of the vibration of the planet. And, and I'm just so grateful, so, so grateful to each one of you for your unique vibrational signatures that are merging with, with all that is. And my gosh, every one of you just inspires me so much. I can feel my heart just busting open. So thank you for Neil. Thank thank you you for asking me to be on and and just sharing a little bit, but I just, I just want to say, I witness each one of you as just potent medicine for these times. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Linda Linda has to go soon. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Linda, I know you have to leave soon, but you've worked with so many people and do you feel there's this evolution, at least these groups of this group of souls here and everyone watching, there does seem to me something new being birthed. What, what do you make of it all and the whole day? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's powerful, Alan. It's like you and I met on a, a cruise a couple of years ago that was sort of titled a UFO cruise. Yeah. And this group, it, it, to me, uh, having nothing to do with the value of the group on the cruise, but this group today is different yeah. um, uh, because we're talking about, we're not talking from a fear perspective. We're not talking from an abduction perspective. We're talking from a broad acceptance of um not just of love, because to me, that's way too simple. And if we're only talking about love, this is just my bias, so I'll speak (laughs) my bias. Love is great, but it's not enough. Love is essential, but it's not enough. And the influx, somebody asked recently, just a few minutes ago, um, what's the reason for the influx of so many starseed interplanetary souls? And it's because we need the wisdom the evolution, the broad nature and understanding of if we put healthiness in the broadest perspective. So I just feel enriched by being with all of you and listening to your, um, how you bring, how we each bring our gifts. I mean, including Neil and Sheila and you, Alan, um, we all have a vantage point that needs to be here. Um, so thank you so much for inviting me. It's just been a great pleasure and honor. Yes. Thank you. Linda does interplanetary, interpersonal lives, interdimensional lives, regressions, and she's been doing it a long time. So I, what's your, what's your website again, Linda? 
uh, Raven, it's all run together, ravenheartcenter.com. Thank you. And come back tomorrow and hang out. And um, I'd love that. I'd love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for being yeah. here. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, Kiara, you know, you brought us the mystery. <laughs> You're reminding us of the mystery because I think this is where, you know, we come out of the great consciousness into limited form and we return to that great consciousness. But Along the way, we meet some interesting people. <laughs> no, but besides that, <laughs> along the way, there's the, the soul enrichment that I think we incarnate for. I mean, we, and some experiences are challenging and some are joyful and some are difficult. So what do you think it was all for? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, when we look at this from a galactic perspective, so what is it that makes humans on this planet unique? Because there's so many points of view from whichever you know, galactic race you're looking at, whatever perspective you're looking at, and we have to widen this beyond our you know, human planetary awareness. So what is it that makes us unique? I think is our range of emotions, um, the ability to feel, um, and to experience contrast. So when some people talk about the battle of dark and light, I simply look at it as contrast. It's not right and wrong. It's not good and bad. It's just the experience of contrast in order to learn and understand that which is beyond contrast. And that's what, that's what we need, our humanness, our hearts, our emotions, to actually experience and realize that it's all been good at you know, in the end, I think a couple of you mentioned the galactic superwave coming in, the solar flares and micronovas and so on. And I think this is also part of what we're experiencing. You know, we are at, at a point of um, being infused with something altogether new. It's like, you know, new genetic codes are being planted, new possibilities are emerging but new meaning nothing that we've experienced in the past. So we can't hold on to where we're going with anything that we've known in the past. And that's what makes this time unique. That's what makes us unique. Our ability to surrender is what makes us unique. Our ability to feel fully is what makes us unique. And I think this, if we can, that's what the mystery is for me. Um, and I, I think the difference between this time and Atlantis, say last time, when the same galactic waves came through, we weren't able to hold the power of that possibility and went under the sea. Um, this is what dimensional realities are about too. So if you're truly able to hold the mystery, we can use this enormous power of life Coming in from the center of the galaxy, we can look at it that way, we can look at it in other ways. Right. If we can, and as Gandhi used to say, you know, that, um, what did he used to say? I forget. Say <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, there's so much more than we know. And let's just dive in. Let's just go where no one has gone before and yeah, find a path to freedom. 
Thank you. I, I think Melanie, you were talking about that. When, when you said we are, I think you said something like we're already in the astral body. We're, we're already astral project. The illusion is that we're embodied in a sense. Is that what you said? I mean, am I kind of getting at? Yes, I did. And I, um, I unfortunately have to leave very soon, okay. but I, I will make it quick. And thank you for bringing that up. Yes, we are. The structure of our being is to project. We are projecting our consciousness into this, what we call physical reality and creating a, physical experience so the entire of our experience if we do actually liken it to we are um, a movie director and we're sitting in front of a a, a roll of film our higher self in orchestration with ourselves because we do actually have free will is constantly choosing the frame of the projection so right. we are always in that state of projection, and it's when we're actually becoming more aware of it, enables you to become um, more playful with the frames of, that you're actually choosing and creating. Mm -hmm. And by me actually wishing to share my experience, it was truly about helping other people understand that this, this us being star seeds, levels of open contact that so many people desire so deeply isn't something that you need to look for in the sky. It isn't something that you need to search for and meditation groups and all those types of things are very helpful and their permission slips. But it really is something that you can actually access yourself quite simply that you have the resources available to you to have your own personal open contact experiences that will only continue to blossom and grow from there. But we can't do that without actually knowing the depths of our own inner being. So they go hand in hand. It's always both. It's not one or the other. Mm, thank you. And how can people find you? Are you teaching astral projection and all that that you're talking I've about? just I've just only just begun teaching astral projection yes um I'm also an artist so I I, I channel artwork um this version of myself doesn't know how to paint or know how to draw so I go into an altered state when I create and I channel a lot along upon medicine drums and commission pieces um I'm writing a memoir about my experience um I'm creating a open contact deck which with a number of different co-creators so that we can come together in unity consciousness within the contact deck um, representing the whole and more so the essence of the open contact deck is around the structure of existence and that feels the most important message that our collective is actually needing to mm. find their own their own truth within the structure mm. of existence and how we operate as human beings and all these other races, why are they relevant? How are they relevant to us? Mm. Thanks for yeah. being here today. Thanks. Thank you so much to the reflections, the beautiful reflections from each and every one of you and how I look forward to hearing your speeches. Um, yeah. Thank you for being you and particularly to Neil, to Sheila, to Alan for this invitation and this co-creation. Very grateful. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Bye for now. Thank you. Oh, I just wanted to go back to Marina for something because of what uh, Melanie said and all the creation. But there was something in your talk that kind of hit me as an epiphany about this moment in time. And I said it before where we're converging and it's sort of the, the future is unknown depending on the timeline. Can you talk about that again and repeat what you said about... All the, all the star 
families are kind of gathering at this point in time space for something to happen. Yeah, so time is not linear. So basically all pasts and all futures, all of those timelines already exist as they are, you know, manifested. But because of the earth, because now in this now moment, the earth is deciding to get into the state of transformation, you know, this bullshit event in this specific time frame, you know, of human history. Right now, there is like a, a spectrum or a wave of quantum probabilities on many different possible timelines, you know, to be, to be let's say, manifested, you know, in the moment um, that, let's say, influence highly the history, the collective history of the galaxy itself and many other star systems. So that's why it's so interesting and so important for many different members of this big spiritual family. Because what happens here, you know, influences their own experience of reality. So they're trying to help us and they're trying to help as much people as they can with this shift of humanity because it will uplift the frequency of the whole universe and galaxy. So there's many different timelines and the future is hasn't not been decided at this point. Exactly. We, so how do we go for our highest potential? What do you think it's up to all of us to do like maybe love or what, what, what do you think though, Marina? Yes. I think we have to meditate on which is the history that we wish to connect to at the moment, because how we decide our history, our story as a collective influences, what kind of emotion are we going to put ourselves uh, forward with? What kind of direction we're going to be looking, you know? So I think that we have to look back at our history, the history that resonates more with our inner truth and deal with all of those aspects that we have explored so far that are no longer for our preference, the preference of our collective, you know, so that we have a clear vision of what we actually want to manifest for our future. What's the vision you have? Well, the vision I have is that, you know, we all come together in unity consciousness and that we let go of the fear and the division and separation. That, I, I think I have that one too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I Thank think you. it's what we all want, really. Yes, of course. It's, it's a recognition of star seeds, let's say. Yes, I mean, to, to be in this cosmos and welcome in all yes. these beings. Look at all these beings that are all from everywhere right here with us. And so, Nadi, you're a cosmic traveler. <laughs> What is the future you're bringing in? Um, I, the future I'm bringing in and we're bringing in, um, you know, right in this moment, when it's hope. I feel like I'm so uplifted by this panel and knowing how much good energy and, and presence is here right now. It's this beautiful reminder. And so I think I strive hope and I think that more than not um, I'm feeling it and I'm feeling you know the potential of very high vibrational timelines and I'm I resonate more with those I feel like they're more available even more which is part of what I need to shift away from that you know fear-based construct and so so when I when I 
ground in hope, so to speak, or connect with that frequency that all of you here on this panel, I'm so honored to be a part of such amazing beings. And so I feel like hope and trust in, in, the, in the fact that a positive, loving, unity, consciousness reality does exist. I think that, that would be my answer in the moment is um, right. that's what I'm calling in, is the belief that's possible. Thank you. Thank you. And so, Tell Sheila, me. when you had this vision of a Starseed Summit, because it really started with you, what were you hoping and did we get there? And what was your vision for what was possible with gathering people around this key topic? Well, I think that this conference more than exceeds any expectation that I had. And the goal is like with all of the conferences that I do is to get the information out there to help people know that they're not alone, that there are people that can provide community, provide support to them, people that can provide hope because a lot of people are having these phenomenal experiences and they have no one to turn to. And today we've heard some beautiful messages from so many perspectives and from so many people that it's now going to be much easier for people to get a hold of those experts and those people who have been there to kind of help them. And the end result of all of this is just to help raise that vibratory frequency so that we can help topple that scale. We get to that apex and we just move into that higher frequency and help usher in this beautiful ascension that we're all talking about. And, you know, when you, when you listen to Mark, it's just, it's not that far away. It's not that far away. And when you look at the percentage of people who are awakened, and I can't remember who it was, but someone quoted a percentage based on some scale that already we are at 82% as far as people being awakened on this planet. I find that amazing. And I am amazed that we haven't already ascended. You know, and so my message is a message of hope to people that, yes, things are they look bleak. However, they look so bleak because the light is so bright and we're now shining that light on all the negativity. And no more are we going to stand up for that. We're not going to allow these negative beings, these negative energies, these negative people in our lives to project their agendas onto us. More and more people are waking up. And that has always been my goal. That's the really the mission that I had when I walked in in 1999. And it took me a few years to get my family raised, to, to move, to get settled before I was able to really go out and to embrace those things that you know came in with me. So really, this is an extension of my mission and it's an extension of your all's missions or you wouldn't be here. So thank you all so much. So again, this conference has far exceeded my expectations. Thank you guys so much for making it happen. Thanks, wow. We love if you. I could, if I could jump in and make a few comments. Yeah. Yeah. Said. yeah. So I, I put notes down here because so many different things that have been shared. Uh, so when I first 
got into this awareness and I realized that, you know, well, okay, let me start from the beginning. When I was young, I felt really disconnected that I was not like, there was something off on the planet, right? And then I woke up, I was 18 years old. I spent a lot of years um, still feeling disconnected. And then I think Bridget um, may have talked about this, but then when I found my soul family, well, first I started realizing that, well, my whole concept of being disconnected is coming from this lack mentality. Why can't I just embrace this moment and be here? Why do I have to think of from somewhere else? Can I just be living now and can it be both? But I still felt that was something was off until I started finding people that were into the same information and now or in the same awareness and have this connection. And now I feel like that I can embrace it because we're all coming together and, you know, awaken up to this information. We're able to share our deep inner thoughts um, with all of this. So, and what um, Sheila just said, you know, 82% waking up. I, when you look at the world and you, you know, um, see what's going on. You might not think that's actually the case, right? There's a lot of craziness, a lot of chaos, uh, chaos going on in the world. But then there was at a point in my life where I used to judge like from 18 to like 25, I would judge people that weren't awake. And I would be like, like, like I thought that I was kind of, I had an ego about like the fact that I knew more. And all, when I had a shift in my awareness that these individuals that are not conscious about this information, literally just chose to have that experience on earth, but it doesn't mean that they're any less or more advanced than me. I started having unconditional love for these individuals and realizing that being unconscious on this earth doesn't really mean you're not an awakened soul or that you're not destined to have an awakened experience on this planet as the planet ascends. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, which is why I kind of like second what you're saying about the percentages, because you might go around, you might see people that maybe you don't see that they're awake, but I don't feel that is the yardstick to measure the awakening on the planet, that there's something going on beyond that, that, you know, and we can go into details about it all. And I always bring up the cycles of time and how it's inevitable. Like we're on this upward turn. It's happening. It's inevitable. This is happening. It's part of human consciousness. We go through these different cycles to get these experiences, but it also makes us understand we can't judge ourselves at lower experiences because we are part of the cycles that we created. Right. So it's like being at this duality experience where you're able to have such free will and have all these experiences on some higher level is completely honored and blessed because it's like, wow, you're in such a dualistic reality. Thank you. Like God creator source is probably even like, oh my God, this is the best um, version of humanity in this duality because you get to experience things. Whereas when you go into other higher dimensions, the free will component maybe gets a little, um, becomes more about predetermined fate like what is actually going to be there so i feel that embracing what has happened um as being like a part of the experience and loving it but also still taking informed action to make shifts for the better is that's the there it goes again with the paradox you know that's the paradox that you really got to live is like embracing what happened and being like okay that was that was maybe not cool to my third dimensional self but i do understand on the grand scale of it all that i've done exactly what source wanted to experience itself in multiple forms. Right. You know, what's so interesting, Neil, with what you were saying, I was looking at the screen as a whole and everybody was shaking their head at the same time as if we were 
one being, one one mind, one connection, and and yet we all have our own little individual boxes we live in or squares. But you know, we're we're all like one in different aspects of the one. It was just you were channeling that oneness that we were all kind of just feeling. And I think that's sort of the best things that can happen at these conferences to bring ourselves into this collective oneness. Bruce Lipton calls it the synergy of awareness, but we all have our individual parts to play and our individual passions and creativities, but it all is about the, the connection, the oneness of, of really who we are. And, and when we talk about love, I think we're just talking about recognizing the oneness. That's, do you think so, Tamara? <laughs> I, oh, I get, yeah. I was, I was muted. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, um, yes, of course. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, I saw you shaking your head. So yes. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. I mean, we, um, right. So it's this fractalization. I mean, I think of God that way. Right. But I think of yeah. like, I think of like source, like this is really reductive, right? But I think of source as like this, like this, this ball of like energy that just has, that just has the potential to just generate anything. But then there's all these networks that are actually connected to source that came from source and all the networks are connected to each and every one of us. And all the connect networks are connected to all the possibilities as well. And so like, yeah, so we are all, you know, Maybe, uh, and this is reductive too, you get, you know, little, little ways away from source, right? And, you know, you kind of maybe get away from the, from the clear energy and the clear knowledge, and you start to develop your own perspective, but it's not going to get that far away from, from reality, from truth. And, and, but that truth is, you know, just a part of the collective truth. And so, yeah, I absolutely agree with everything Neil is saying. I think, I think it's so beautiful what we can bring forth. And what we yeah. have brought forth is human civilization. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, sh what should we wrap up? Or Neil, do you want to call everyone up? I mean, well, I, I want to hear from, from Bridget. She hasn't spoke as much, but uh, kind of, yeah. how do you bring this I, all I want to hear from Michelle. Thank you. I've been sitting on something too oh, that, that has been brought up in a lot. Come on out with so, what you've been sitting on. Yes. <laughs> So the way I understand our dimensional experience is through my own remembrances of my other parallel lives, right? So, and also from what my soul team has, has told me and many of the star beings on there and the way we're journeying through our dimensional experience that is within ourselves, because we hold all of the dimensions within our soul, within our essence. And um, the way I perceive it is that from middle fourth dimension and above, we understand ourselves in unity. And this is especially true for fifth dimension, where it is a, sol a solid understanding of unity consciousness. And we are able to not, not only understand ourselves in unity, but let's just break that down for what it can mean. It means that we can communicate via consciousness with other aspects of our soul in a very conscious and deliberate way. It means that we have the capability and ability to understand our place within the entire universe and beyond, right? So at least in my own current 
understanding from my experiences is that that is where humanity is going. And many of the other races that we look up to right now, because they're assisting us through this and we're holding frequency from them because we are them essentially, right? Um, many of them play, and I would, I would probably say most of them play in all of the different dimensions within their experience, right? So this is where humanity, we are, we are opening to that that source-like ability within us, right? And that's how I see it. So the first step is really letting go of the old constructs that no longer serve us. And these are just collective agreements that humanity has decided to play in for a while. We don't have to assign a lot of things to it, but I think it is um, poignant to, to, you know, heal and transmute and integrate the trauma that has been created from all of these, because the trauma is what is holding a lot of people back. So if we can assist people to to shift perspectives and look at their history as something that is an experience that they don't have to carry around with them, then getting to unity consciousness where they're free from all of those chains that are tying them to their history is a lot simpler and a lot faster. And that's just what I was trying to bring in. There's more, but I'm, I'm, I, I am happy. Well, <laughs> I am whole. <laughs> and you're complete, as you say. On <laughs> no, Bridget's on Clubhouse every day, pretty much talking about uh, mm-hmm. what's your what's your club ascend and awake and ascending. Awake and ascending. We're a unity consciousness consciousness club. Um, and it's like every day, right? Almost every day. Well, Awaken Ascending has rooms um, every Monday and Friday, um, and that would be 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 uh, Eastern, and 12.30 a.m. UK. And right. then I am, on, I am on a lot of different, I have a lot of uh, what, we, what we would call star family on Clubhouse. And so I play in the Alien Jazz Cafe Live and some other clubs as well. Alien Jazz <laughs> Cafe is one of my favorites. Where else mm-hmm. are you going to hear alien jazz? Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Bridget, and thanks for your presentation. And um, oh. come back. At, oh yeah, Mark, do you have to go? Because we're no, wrapping. I've got some stuff to say before we leave it, man. Oh, okay, go ahead, please. Humans, it- um, it's like people of Earth. <laughs> people of Earth, we come in peace. Well, yes. Well, mainly, <laughs> what's going on with the planet? In the past, yeah. we've rescued people because I've been part of that team of we do that. And Ashtar and his, uh, the different groups up here, we have a lot of alliance groups here today and working in the system, our solar system. So we have ships set up that we teleport people off the planet. We did in Atlantean times. Some we took to other planets, some we brought back to the earth, those who wanted to stay and complete some things and work here. So what happens is what we're going into now, and we, we, we still have time. And for the people right now, the children, as we call them in space, everybody's children, we're all children. Raise your frequencies. You know, okay, there's no religion in space. I just want to make sure that you all know that. Everybody knows that we have free will all over the infinite universe. There's not just free will on this physical planet. It's free will everywhere. And uh, my free will was to come here and come in. So the thing is, is it's everywhere. That's not to be only on planet Earth. Everybody just know that. You're not lost. You're always loved. Creator loves everybody. You're not alone. We're not alone. We're a big family. We're all friends. We're all brothers and sisters. So what we do is what I'm trying to help people with now is please start focus on creator. Okay. Just focus on your creator and get your light energy field, your auric field blazing with white light 
envision it as much as you can with your chakras aligned up and everything. That's okay. We have chakras all over the place. We have chakras in our joints, you know, so just align in everything and glowing, blazing diamonds of white light. Start to see an outer field around your aura of gold shimmering, similar like a, a sparkler, you know, shimmering sparkles like that. And so you've now encased yourself in that white and gold. On the high realms where you're looking, we watched the souls as energies. We're not watching a person all the time. So we look down and we see as we're scanning millions, you know, miles up there, not millions, but miles up. So we're scanning and we can see the energy fields of the souls. And if you know people, we know them, let's say your friends, we will know who to zoom in on too, right? So we know they're, they are, they're having their life down there right now, where they're, they're part of their friends. So we see the energies glowing. What we don't see are black energy, dark energy, brown energy, which represents satanic or lower thought energies and working with ne negative things. What we do see is lavender, pink, electric blue, and beautiful blues, uh, purples, and uh, white, and blazing white with gold. The teachers on the other side have these blazing white energies um, and auras and stuff. So we're looking for those colors and shades. And those are the people, no matter what their belief system, their love of creator is what matters that they will be, will be teleporting them out because we're going to go by their energy. That means they're awakened in some way. The frequency is that high on their body walking around either in the New York or any place else. So we're looking for that. And that's why just practice, keep practicing, breathing, whatever you got to do, whatever you feel is your thing that you do, keep their energy glowing and going because we will, they show up and you know, in the old Testament and all these other places uh, in their writings in a blink of an eye, a person will disappear. Two people working in the field, one will disappear. That's when they take them, because I've been taken that way a couple of times now, where you're standing and all of a sudden you're on the ship, then you're back like that. So, but an hour more went by where you were talking and on the other side. So the thing is, is this is how they do it. And they acclimate to the frequencies. That's what they're looking for, for us. So my message was also always this, as when I first met Phyllis, I was always about this. Uh, you have to be seen and um, we call in that telepathy. So now I've given the words to use to that they gave me to use since I was a little kid, I was talking to them that way, but they said, no, tell the people now, these are the words, they're praise words. And they're, you know, praise for healing and praise for help and creator and everything. Use those words, especially Adonai Vasubaragas. And then um, for healing and energies like that. But all the ones I gave are important and you can use them all in a row. When I call to my friends as Alan see me do, I'm using all the words in a row. We gave a lecture one time in New York. We did an activation and the ship came as an Ethereum ship, high Ethereum. They entered the room in the um, uh, center in New York and the people had the activation. Well, those people who stayed with us to lock up and work at our friend Jody's place, um, we were outside about 10 or so or almost 11 o'clock at night. And we were all staying outside her building. And, we, and I hear look up over to the left and there's a building there with an empty space in front of us. And I said, look up to this area up here. Something's going on. And the spaceship came, did its little dance for a minute. And that was the ship leaving our center that day because they wanted to show. So whoever was with me, about eight people saw it. So this is how they play. This is how they give signs. This is how they're saying thanks. I gave a talk in Long Island. And when I came home at 4 a.m., the spaceship was outside our building, huge. And uh, it did the wave. When you see a ship do a wave like that, they're waving for you if you're not telepathic to hear them. So always send back, I love you. They could see you. They can see you. So raise our frequencies. And the other thing, and uh, Phyllis posted the words again for everybody. Um, the link. When we, the link to the words. When people, 
when the, when the planets go through these changes and maybe a flip occurs or something else, one thing I want you to know, uh, I guess this is important for other people too, everybody who just doesn't even believe in anything, but there's spirits that walk the planet and that get stuck. And we help people out of stuck souls, out of apartments and hauntings. Those kids who are out there maybe haunting a graveyard because they don't know there's anything more. All these children, all the souls from 300, 500 years ago, maybe, when the planet does a thing or even a micronova, any of that, when that happens, all the souls that, or aspects, we call them the souls and aspects, all aspects that were stuck are released to go back to their higher self forms and their, and their other form, let's say over souls and all. So they do get released. They're not stuck for thousands of years here and or this time as it goes. This is the way they do it. And that's what happens. And I got some information I wanted to help uh, in case anybody's interested. Um, I talk with the nature kingdom and the angels a lot. And I got fairies all over the house that materialize and unicorns, all this mm -hmm. dragon. We got it. Um, in, in case anybody wants to know the name of the air, uh, planetary angel that runs our planet. Mm -hmm. Everybody's calling her different names. They call her Mother Earth. They call her other names, Gaia and everything. That's okay. She loves that stuff. But do you, if you want to know her real name, as we know her, and I know Pan as well, uh, and the nature spirits, her name is Alishiala. So she's a planetary angel. And one of the words for a planetary angel in space is anamatapia. Anamatapia, when you break it down, is an, a, a spirit or an angelic consciousness or consciousness. And the tapia is the planet or physical density in earth and earth or um, soil. So that's her name, uh, Elishiala. Please try using it for fun. Whenever I call her, she's there. So we, she will come to all the other names, but isn't it interesting? They want us to know certain things to get connected more. Um, well, fairies. It's all on the website, right? The intergalactic mission. No, no, I'm just, I'm giving you this now. Um, and something for all our fairy and nature spirit lovers who uh, are angel angels and coming up. Our fairies here want people to know the words to say hello, hi, in fairy talk or elfin or nature spirit talk. To say hello to your plants, pet them, brush them, mm -hmm. caress them, trees, hug them, whatever. Dolte, nikti, kanatano. So you can sing it like they sing it. So I've said it to them and I've had people testing it out and they get very connected to their plants. And they start to see the fairies around the energy. So it's Dolte Nikti Kanatano. That's how it sounds. Dolte Nikti Kanatano. I'll post that. We'll post, I'll post, yeah, post that. Thank you, Mark, for being okay. here. Thank we love you, man. Come on. Thank I love you, Phyllis, for being love in the wings. Yeah, we love you. Alan, Thank we love you. you. Okay, we just uh, just so, um, see you, everyone. Just want to say, Kiara is speaking tomorrow. Uh, Kiara, you would just have anything to say before we go wrap up? <clears throat> oh, fascinating, beautiful. Thank you all. Um, yeah, just one thing that I'll say today is that you know we talk about ascension, uh, shifting from third dimensional to higher dimensional or density realms, and Again, it's all about perspective because we can hold simultaneous perspectives and simultaneous awarenesses and dimensions. So from the perspective that we're seeing ourselves uh, transcend something, we're still holding that third dimensional awareness of something contrasted, something greater, smaller, hierarchical, uh, useful or not. And what I find in myself is that the more and more 
we integrate all aspects of our being, um, there's no room for judgment. There's no room for anything outside of what needs to happen naturally and organically. So, you know, one, set, one thing that I've been noticing is that, you know, all the ideas I've had about the deep state, for instance, and, and there's so much going on in the world right now, and we can name, you know, create a huge list. And things that I used to really um, fight against, at least inside myself, it's all dissolving. I see that as part of this whole journey. It's not outside of it. It's not an opposition to it. It's part of it. It could not happen without the role that's being played by what we call the deep state, or what we call evil, or what we call negative. Because from the higher perspective, there is no such thing. You know, it's just that in the transition, it appears to be just like there's the night that's darkest before the dawn, but there's no dawn to come because it's already here. I mean, that's, that's what we're really noticing now, right. that um, all these perspectives are blending. So the whole perspective that humans are um, conditioned by is duality. And this idea of duality is not real from this higher perspective. So it really makes our job so much, so different from what we thought. Uh, what it is, I don't know yet. Um, that's the mystery. I think that's all part of the mystery, right? It's a mystery. We're not knowing, we're just being. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kiara, yeah. and you'll be mm -hmm. speaking tomorrow. We'll explore Kiara. that more tomorrow. Okay. And Michelle, anything you want to say before we sign off? Wow. Kiara, you have a way with the way that you use your voice. Yes. There is something about the way that you speak that slows me down and brings me right back to center. Yes. I felt your essence when you friended me on Facebook many years ago. And I remember thinking, I want to know this being. <laughs> And we've never spoken, we've never met in person. This is our first encounter through this forum. And it brought me right back to that moment when I got that friend request from you on Facebook years ago. So I wanna thank you. I look forward to what you're going to share tomorrow. And I feel such a connection with each one of you. Bridget, when you speak, I, I just, everything starts making sense again, you know, when each of you speak and share. And Mark, when you were sharing about the fairies, I hope you put that in there. You did in the chat because my daughter. We have just did. My daughter was born on November 3rd, 1993. My third, she was due on my 30th birthday, which is November 5th. Yay for the Scorpios mm -hmm. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and when she's having, she's never thrown herself a birthday party before, and she's throwing herself a fairy birthday party next Saturday. So I cannot wait to share this with my daughter. She all the elves that cheered here in the house, they were all, we got fairies and elves, we got a lot of them. Yeah. And they went, you know, they were going like, wow. <laughs> See, they're happy. They're actually watching because yeah. they love people who are aware and, and I, love them. 
I can feel that. I'm just all my hairs on my arms are standing up. And Kiara, I was hearing the crows come in while you were speaking. And, you know, I, Marina, you are such a beautiful soul. I cannot wait to learn more about what you shared and go to your website and visit, you know, your knowledge. And Kamara, you're just, we were together on one of the last um, summits and your energy just, you know, fills football fields. And I thank you so much for the art you bring. Alan, you are the best moderator I have ever experienced in my entire lifetime. I cannot say enough about what you do and the way you honor each person. And Sheila, I can't wait to spend more time with you. This group that you put together, again, the goosebumps, Neil, you just know how to bring them together. And I just thank you so much for inviting me. Today was a difficult day for me in the morning. It started out really rough. And I had to, I had to leave the house and kind of clear my energy in my head because, you know, as we've all talked about, sometimes being in the human body can be challenging because like you said, Kiara, we feel, and I'm a feeler. I feel so deeply, so I want to thank each one of you for bringing me back into my heart today and for what you're all doing for humanity during these unprecedented times and for what's happening in the cosmos. I can just feel there's just hordes of applause for mm -hmm. all of us coming together and leaving this way, especially on these two days. So, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I said it before, Michelle, you are the heart at the portal to Ascension, at the heart, at the center of the portal. Oh. Whenever there's like an event that is just like a super love fest event, I like think of Michelle and have to hit her up. Probably because I cry so much and usually my tears <laughs> are tears of gratitude. So you know, I'm just good. talk about Scorpio watery energy with a cancer moon, you know, so um. I just, I just appreciate each one of you so much. And, and this was such a treat because Neil, what time did you call me? Like one o'clock or something yeah, in the afternoon? Four, four it's ago, yeah. Yeah. So I, I rushed home so that I could get on for this and I'm, I'm so grateful. So grateful. Maybe we'll, well see you tomorrow. We're grateful you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're thankful you're here. Mm -hmm. Love you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Love you too. Love each one of you. Thanks. Marina, how do you want to leave us on this beautiful day with uh, your beautiful? And I have the more respect than I thought I had before for you with your presentation. It was fantastic. I, I, I didn't know you were, I thought you were a great speaker and all that, but the way you laid out the Starseed history, I'm going to have to watch it again. I, everyone should watch it again. And it's just the beginning. So, how do you, what do you want to say before we sign off and how do you want to, what do you want to give people before we leave today? Well, um, I, I really don't have a generic message because I was just, um, yeah, I was just enjoying all your messages, you know, because when I go to meditate, when I go to channel, you know, all I do is to hear and hear and listen all the things that I already know, you know, because I know my perspective, you know, but, you know, I just want to, I just want to express how grateful I am to be part of these panels, you know, on this event, because when I hear all of you speak, when I hear your perspectives, your unique stories, you know, 
it just gives me so, so much more perspective about, you know, that bigger aspect that I am part of, which is the collective that we are, you know, the one. So it just makes me feel so much connected to the whole, you know, so much connected to myself at the same time, you know, it's a paradox. So I really appreciate you and I really love you. So thank you so much. And I know it's four in the morning, 4.30 almost, where you are, yes. four eight. All right, sorry <laughs> to keep you up. Fine. I'm night owl. <laughs> okay, good. You're an eternal night being, day, night. Thanks for being here. And Kamara, so great always to have you with us on board this portal starship here. So I think yeah. you've given us so much, but, you know, there, there's more of your creative juices that you're just beginning your journey, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had my first, what I'd call my first conscious metaphysical experience, like in 2017. Um, but before that, you know, my whole life had been sort of this journey of spiritual understanding and sort of the uncovering of my spiritual awareness. And so, yeah, I learned so much. All of you are so amazing. Michelle, my birthday is also uh, on the third as well. Oh, so wow. I just wanted to <laughs> put that forth. Yeah. Scorpio Both rolled. born November 3rd? Yeah, November 3rd. Yeah. Couple oh, days. wow. Yeah. So um, Scorpio's rule, but you know, um, <laughs> but I just want to say all of you are so amazing. I've learned so much. Um, I'm going to try to tune in a little bit tomorrow, but yeah. I'm very thankful, Alan. I'm thankful, Neil, uh, Sheila, you're amazing. Your teachings are incredible. Kiara, it's the first time I've actually heard you speak and I'm so inspired. And so um, everyone, Bridget, Marina, everyone, amazing. Thank you so much. I'm blessed. I'm, I'm more knowledgeable than I was before but I will be more knowledgeable tomorrow. So there we go. And you're going to do a workshop is, is, is on Portal to Ascension. Are you doing something with Neil? No, but uh, we should do it. Yeah. Yeah, we should We should uh, make that happen at some point in time, for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm going to Definitely. be starting my YouTube, uh, really kind of getting my YouTube uh, post going really soon too as well. And what so, will be the YouTube name? It will be Art Soldiers. I'm, oh. I'm new. Yeah, it'll be Art Soldier 77 once I get enough followers. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, for now, just go check me out on Instagram, you know, at Art Soldier 77. And um, you can see a lot of my posts, my metaphysical art and my writings there. And you can yeah. just follow me there for now. It's all good. You know, the writings are beautiful. as deep as those pictures. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Thank you for having Thank me. You. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, well, Sheila, this has been a great Neil, Sheila. This has been awesome. Uh -huh, incredible. Awesome. I just have to tell everybody, absorb, get a good night's sleep and come back tomorrow ready to hit it again. I can't wait. You know, I have to say, usually I just check out a little bit for some of the lectures, but I really could not pull myself away today <laughs> from any of the talks. So yeah. it was pretty exciting for me. And it's new. It sort of feeds me. It, the knowledge feeds me so we could feed others. It's like that. So Neil, Sheila, everyone, everyone watching on YouTube and in the chat and everyone who's been here throughout the whole day. Thank you. Thank you for thank you. adding your energies. And yeah. So Neil, I'm gonna do some poetry to close out. Yeah, Neil, take us yeah. home. All right, let's do this. First, I'd like to invite all of us to take some breaths together. And if you'd like to, go ahead and put your hand on your chest so you can just feel not only your heart, but you can feel the oxygen going in and out. Let's take a deep breath in. And let the air out, whichever way it wants to express itself. 
Another deep breath in. So now I'm going to take us on a journey through the spoken word. I'm going to do three different spoken word pieces here, and then we'll close out for today. The first piece is called the prophecy. The night has come upon us. One level to trust the undercover rhyme of the one who preaches the find, archeological design, ancient pyramids corrupted from inside, worlds ended, but I will exist in all forms of life. Life doesn't exist, existing is fried, unconditional mind, uncover the inner world to discover and find, travel through dimensions and bridges of space-time. Radio waves and frequencies penetrate the fabric of my being. I hear you in planetary systems as far reaches as the far reaches of the universe. I set into motion the curse while I traverse third dimensional reality, unrehearsed in this free will mentality, diversity of races incarnated to experience physicality, disperse the energy, coerce the magnetic poles into shifting our realities to days of old, the oldest of souls here now to release control. Prophecies foretold will allow scriptures to unfold. The vibration of gold will heal the corrosion and mold within humanity's soul, within humanity's soul, within humanity's soul. Now this next one here is called Cocoon. As I enter my cocoon, emotions flood my eyes as I tear up inside, expressed in love from the heart that has been wounded so much. Is that why we are here? Aware of the cycles of time, the intensity, the ability to reach a level of consciousness that has presented itself on this beautiful planet countless times. This planet is so beautiful. The story of how we became. Thousands of years where humanity and time coexisted instead of being authoritative and controlled by the ages that have come and will go and will continue to come again. Each eon presents an opportunity for liberation. As I sit in my cocoon, eyes closed, safe now from the faces, the hatred, the pain, the pain. It hurts me often. Knowing the cycles is not a form of implementation, integration of the construct of the highest order when we do not follow leaders, but our own sovereign leaders of our own right, a facilitator of energy. Why are we here? Who are we? the philosophy of humanity, what makes us unique, but also what connects us to the plants, animals, and what lies beneath our skin, the vehicle to transport our essence. This time, this time, this time has come before. I cannot judge the transition of one construct into another, one system into another. Who can judge me? The frequencies were designed to provide the depth of experience. Duality came from an infinite singularity until the infinite potential burst into countless possibilities. A fractal, a water drop, a black hole where I can go and hide. The vibration of love is sometimes buried deep inside. Why am I here? Who am I? I often wonder, who am I? Why do I exist? Why do I know what I know? I cry often for the beauty of what it means to be human, for the uniqueness of our position as the galactic position of the earth shifts to better assist in my mission. My mission? What if I gave it up? Does life continue and is the energy enough? I gave up my mission multiple times as I could not deal with the depression and the self-hatred inside. I grew up having to lie. Fears, insecurities can lead to demise or ways to rise. 
I experienced both. I love the earth so much that sometimes the love, it makes it hard to communicate with words. My hope for humanity has been tested over and over. I lost hope, but then a silly joke or just by people watching my faith is restored. We are beautiful. We are so beautiful. I wish we all knew. I have experienced hatred for myself that has altered my health, but only I can help me. Only I can help me. Only I can help me. Okay, last piece here. Beautiful though. Thank this you. one, that was kind of a personal journey. This one here is more collective consciousness. And this is a good way to close it out. It's called Empower Thyself. Hey, everybody. The moment draws near. For years, we've been purging all fears, letting go of the old energies, making, new, making room for the new frequencies. I know we all feel these on some level. Higher multidimensional entities embracing our galactic families, emissaries of unconditional love, the one vibration that fits all creation like a glove. I know sometimes this incarnation, it can seem tough with masons, illuminating manipulations, facing, tasting, wasting our life away. We must remember the lessons that we're here to play. We chose to be here today. Nothing external to you, to your God self, you pray. There's only one speck of light, experiencing itself in multiple forms within our sight, taking us to new heights. So go against the norm, no longer conform. When one transitions, there's no reason to mourn, no scorn, take out the thorn. The crystalline children are now being born. There is no devil waiting for you with horns. There is only love. The vibration showering us descended from the vibration showering us descended straight from densities above. We must stand up and say enough and take our power back with peace and understanding. There's no reason to attack and energize fear as they are reflections of us. It is time to trust our brothers and sisters. This is a self-imposed test. So don't worry, you got the job. Put your concerns to rest. Through the darkness, the light will firmly nest into the dimension that is next. The moment is now to resurrect the Christ consciousness. <sighs> wow.